You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim Nidell. Let's go back in time when turtles roam the sewers of New York. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the and knowing was half the battle. Yo, yo! It's time for Saturday Morning Rewind. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a very special April Fool's Day episode of Saturday Morning Rewind. Or as Beetlejuice would say... Oh boy, oh boy, I love Scary Fool's Day! You know, it's quite fitting that Beetlejuice makes an appearance on this episode because I have the one, the only, Allison Court on this episode. I am a huge, huge fan of Allison's, and she was, of course, Lydia from the Beetlejuice cartoon. Though I know I should be wary, still I venture someplace scary. Ghostly haunting, I turn loose. Beetlejuice! 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 Jubilee from X-Men. Does a mall baby chili fries? And of course, Claire Redfield from the Resident Evil video games. Okay, just hang in there. I'll be back soon. And I know I say this quite a bit, but I mean it every time. This, by far, is one of my favorite episodes. It's truly a fun, great interview. Allison is incredible. Uh, We just sit there and talk about... Everything, Beetlejuice, X-Men, Ewoks, Star Wars, George Lucas. Um, I mean, we even get the politics near the end. And don't worry, you know, it's not deep. And, you know, she's from Toronto, so of course I had to talk a little bit about what's going on with the mayor and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, just, is I'm speechless. So let's just get to it. Um, sit back, relax. Here's my interview with Allison Court. <laughs> Well, it's about to, I mean, hello, Allison. Hi. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about that. No, you're fine. You're fine. Just sitting here. Uh, how on my, are you? I am good. How was everything in Toronto today? Uh, you know what? It's actually quite beautiful. So um, two days ago, the sun was shining, birds were chirping, squirrels were mating in the streets. <laughs> it was just, it was lovely. And then... Then, um, no, that was three days ago. I'm sorry. Then the day after, the temperature plummeted and we had a blizzard. Oh, no. Yeah. And then yesterday, it was, okay, we're, you know, no more, no more snow is, is falling, but it's still minus 14 out. And, <laughs> ugh. and today, it's actually just hovering above freezing. So things are starting to melt and the sun is shining again. Oh, and nice. There's hope. We have, we have very similar um, weather. I'm in Montana. So, okay. northern part of America, and so it, right now, I actually looked it up, and we're actually two degrees cooler than you right now. Really? Okay. So, yeah, we had a blizzard huh. last week also, and it was crazy. Yeah. But yeah. it's nice. But, I mean, to be fair, like, you and I, we, sh- we should be used to this by now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's nothing. <laughs> Snow happens. Yeah. All right. So... Let's start this interview off. I wanted to start a little bit about Ewoks. You were 11 years old when you did Ewoks. That's insane. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was a pretty crazy experience. Just because uh, you know, it's it's one thing. 
I guess doing commercials and uh, even live action television made sense to me. I could kind of meet make that leap that yes there is a person who's actually doing this it's a regular person like you and me but growing up on Saturday morning cartoons and then finding out that you too can be a voice of one of these characters <laughs> that was pretty mind-blowing uh-huh yeah were you a fan of Star Wars going into it good god <laughs> like does anybody ever say no to that question <laughs> I can't imagine I don't think it's physically possible. No, I don't to, think it is. To not be a fan. Especially, I mean, prior to the, you know, prior to the uh, the Phantom Menace and all that stuff. Exactly. I think <laughs> if you grew up on the first three, there, yeah, of course, I was a fan. Yeah, I guess people much younger than us have a whole different feel on the Star Wars movies because of the prequels that came out recently. Yeah, and I, but you know what? I think they still love them, but it it doesn't affect them the same way because mm-hmm. also there's so much more to choose from nowadays. There are great movies all over the place. Yeah. Uh, whereas back then, you know, we were coming off that era where everything was a gritty, sort of anti-war, hippie, dark, not a happy ending mm-hmm. film. A lot of that stuff going on. So Star Wars was certainly a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Now, was George Lucas involved at all with the cartoon? Um, not in any way that meant I got to meet him. <laughs> Um, I think, you know, I think George has always maintained a fairly strong, um, eye on anything Star Wars, Mm -hmm. uh, well, up until recently. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I would, I would have to say he certainly was overseeing the whole thing, but no, I was just one of the little voice actors in Toronto recording, so I didn't have any contact with him, I'm afraid. That's a shame. Seems like a nice guy I did work with Gary Kurtz, though, on something completely different. Oh, really? What'd you do with him? So, Gary, uh, I met in 2005. He was here in Toronto recording um, an animated series that was actually based on Bible stories. Hmm. But it was for, um, it was a UK, US, Canada co-production, money coming out of Italy as well. Like, it was a very international production. Um, He was one of the producers involved, and it was actually, it was a fantastic production. Hmm. Uh, It's really high quality. So yeah, I got to work on that. I did a voice, and I was also part of the production. So, the animation on front. This show is called Friends and Heroes, and it's quite exquisite. Um, the The different styles that they implemented to separate the storyline of their their main characters, this continuing story arc, and then when they would go into the Bible stories themselves, they went into this whole different style of animation, and it was oh. really really beautiful. A lot of a lot of money went into that. That's show. really cool sounding. I've never I've never mm-hmm. heard of it, so I need to check that out. Yeah. Uh, so that was my Gary Kurtz connection, which <laughs> was pretty fabulous, getting to work with him. Um, and then on Beetlejuice, of course, Tim oh. Burton was involved, and I got to meet him. Oh, nice. Yeah. Now, at that um, age, were you familiar with the, his, his movie? Oh, God, yeah. I was <laughs> Lydia. That was, Beetlejuice was the first show I ever actually set my sights on in terms of, really? I want to get this part. Nice. Yeah, like I, I was lucky with with Ewoks starting at age eleven, and um, you know Nelvana being essentially the only animation company in Toronto, and still relatively small as a company, uh, being able to work with them at an early point in their career as well as mine, uh, 
meant that a, a really strong relationship was formed at that point. And they were great. They were Nelvana was very, very loyal. Mm -hmm. When they found people that they liked to work with, they just kept using them over and over again. Um, so a lot of the jobs that I had, I was just simply very fortunate because I was one of the few kids that had animation experience. So I kept getting hired. And there wasn't a lot that I had to kind of go out of my way for to really work hard to get. I mean, I still, I did my best. I don't want to say, yeah. if, I, didn't, I never phoned anything in. But it wasn't until Beetlejuice came along after being completely obsessed with the movie. And like that was, um, I think it was grade nine for me when the movie came out. And yeah, I was going through my dead things and everything black is cool <laughs> phase, right? Uh -huh. um, well, phase, I never fully outgrew that, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I just don't have to wear it constantly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was Lydia, and for him to have written a movie that was so much fun and different, and also to feature a character that resonated so much with girls like me, you know, we'd never seen a character like that nope, on, nope. on the screen before and, you know, almost put on a pedestal and said, this is awesome. And suddenly being pale and and liking dead things and <laughs> walking around in like black lace all the time and black eyeliner. It's like, now it's cool. Uh -huh. Awesome. <laughs> so when Nelvana announced that they were doing the cartoon, that was the first time I went, I, I have to get this part. This is me. Um, so I, yeah, I worked really hard to get that. <laughs> so you were about 15 when that one came out or 16? Uh, when the cartoon, yeah. yeah. When I started working on the cartoon, I was 15. Wow. That's so, insane. I mean, I used to, you know, I grew up on it and I loved the cartoon. I loved the movie as well. And I never knew how close we were in age, you know, I just yeah. always imagined these voice actors being much, much, much older than me. And here you are only, I think you're only about six years older than me. So Yeah, I just turned 40. So We're getting old, Allison. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> no, I was a late bloomer. Uh -huh. Thank you. I was a very late bloomer. So I am just 40 is the new 25, okay? Yeah. That's the way I feel, too. I, 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 don't, I don't care about getting older. I mean, I'm in better health no. than I was, am now than I was when I was younger, so... I well yeah you don't and you don't take things for granted now right so mm -hmm. I find I'm a lot more physically active just in general day-to-day -day activities like I walk everywhere far more comfortable in my own skin now than I was when oh, I was yeah. a teenager oh yeah me too yeah so yeah getting old poof, leave that for the old people <laughs> we're staying young now 50 that's old right <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah less than 10 years I that that realization hit me the other day that the, in less than 10 years, I'm going to be 50. And, yeah. you know, I'm looking at all the ads for 50 and older, for, yeah. you know, old age things on TV. And, oh, that's not cool. <laughs> that's really Yeah, that's cool. a little scary. Just a little bit, I think. F yeah. 50 is a big, a big number. It is, but I suppose turning 50 beats the alternative, right? Exactly, exactly. No, I, I need to hear Lydia's voice. <laughs> okay. Uh, give me a moment here. She was always... She's just a little bit nasalier. So it was always, um, Beetlejuice, we have to get to the neither world. And uh, 
Knowing that I should be wary, still I venture someplace scary. Ghostly haunting, I turn loose. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice! That's amazing. So, <laughs> yeah, for Lydia, it was... Um, she definitely... I had, to, I had to learn to pitch my voice up more through my nose. Uh-huh. But because we did so many episodes on that, that became my speaking voice for a long time. That's what I heard. That's crazy. Yeah. So, so you're like yeah. the you're like the only voiceover actress that I know that was actually a method actress in in cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's that's really sad, you know. <laughs> other people learn to act. <laughs> but I guess you were at a young age, so you were your mind was very open to different sounds and I I moved from I used to live in Reno, Nevada, so I I was raised with a kind of a western American accent. Then mm-hmm. I moved. I moved to Florida when I was thirteen. So that drastic change of a Western accent to a Southern accent, I picked up on the Southern accent almost instantly. And okay. yeah, and I moved away when I was eighteen, so I lost it pretty quickly too. So yeah, but it comes right back. It does. Yeah, if I went yeah. back down there for a vacation, I'd have it back instantly, probably. <laughs> Not as strong as they have it, but stronger than. But what it's is funny now. how you become more aware that you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Like you'll hear yourself. There's that. Um, outside voice that's listening to you and it's like wow dude why are you talking like yeah okay whatever floats your boat but that's that's kind of weird but it's just your natural comfortable yep. way of speaking but. It, and it's funny because I moved away when I was 18 so after I graduated high school I moved up north and mm-hmm. when I moved up north everybody made fun of me because I had a southern accent and then huh. I, went, I went back down to Florida not too long ago for my 10 year high school reunion and uh-huh. some dude I'd never met, he wanted to fight me because he claimed I was from New York, so I had a New York accent. So regardless where I go, I, I just don't fit in with my accent, I guess. Oh, That's sad. Spe- <laughs> Speaking of accents, I was wondering, since you're Canadian, have you ever been told during a recording session, a little less Canadian, please? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, early on, uh, but again, I was fortunate because I, I learned to be aware of that stuff. Mm-hmm. When I was really young, so uh, I learned very quickly about the the outs and the abouts and sorry versus <laughs> sorry. Uh-huh. Uh, so oftentimes, then when I would go, because most of the shows I did when I was little were American shows. Yep. And that kind of got pushed into me, and then when it would come time to do Canadian shows, um, there would usually just be like a yeah, you could just soften up a bit on that. <laughs> yeah, the, the voice is sounding a little bit brash, a little hard. Just mm-hmm. soften it up a bit. And really what they were saying is, you know, <laughs> sound more Canadian now. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. But it's funny, Canadians, when I try to explain it to somebody, if you want to speak Canadian, um, you got to just be really tight. <laughs> tighten up. <laughs> and you, put, you tighten up all your, but it's right at the front of your mouth. So it's like you're you're trying to conserve energy with how much you move your lips and the front of your mouth. So you keep every, all of your vowels really, really tight at the front of your mouth. So when you say out, you you don't open your mouth wide to say out. Huh. It's out. We're going out for a coffee and like just everything is really tight and close at the front. And then you'll you'll sound Canadian. Huh. <laughs> I need to try that. Maybe I'll be, maybe I'll be like you and be Canadian for the rest of the day. <laughs> Work on your Canadianism. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it's an excuse to go and drink beer and eat bacon, then, oh, you know. Watch some hockey. Winning. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Indeed. Nice. Now, one of my favorite cartoons of all time, it still is. This uh, X-Men is truly amazing, and it still holds up today. You were forced Jubilee. What was that like? Mm. It was weird. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was weird. It was a, it was a mess to begin with. Um, and I just, I say that because I, I came in, I actually replaced somebody. Oh, did you? At the start. And there was a lot of that going on. People were getting replaced after one or two episodes, sometimes after an entire season. Yeah, I know Allison Seely Smith came in like yeah. a season or two later and replaced. Yeah, replaced Nikki. Uh-huh. Uh, and... So it was there because the X Men property is so important to so many people. Uh, it was almost it was like having twelve George Lucases in the <laughs> <laughs> If if that makes any sense, it like does. just and it was so it was amazing to have all of these different people coming at it from a different perspective representing a different company that was involved but every single one of them was so passionate and uh just true to their convictions of of how the show should go down what the characters should be like the pacing the uh intensity the depth the seriousness um that it was i think the final product is a testament to how hard everybody worked on that show. Mm -hmm. But it, a lot of the time, certainly at the beginning, it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun at all because a, a lot of people were fighting and, and just really struggling to uh, stop butting heads on things because people cared so much. Yeah, and I'm sure it's hard to take over for somebody who had the part originally and, and you step in and whole different deal. Now, what point did you come in? Did you, was she... It was just after the first episode. That's what I thought. And okay. I think what, what had happened was um, because it was also with Fox Kids mm -hmm. and Fox had been doing the last 70 episodes of Beetlejuice. Okay. So Beetlejuice started originally for ABC and then Fox bought the rights and we did tons of episodes for Fox. And it basically went... Back to back, just there were maybe four months in between the end of Beetlejuice and the start of X-Men. And the same producers for both shows at Fox, uh, one fella in particular, Sydney, I want her, was just the one thing, the only thing he said, I think, about any of the voices was, just do not get Alison Court to play Jubilee <laughs> because I cannot listen to her voice anymore. Wow. Yeah, and and I totally understand where he was coming from. Like, it was just, you know, he'd had to listen to me day in and day out <laughs> with Beetlejuice. And to be fair, at that point, Lydia was pretty much the only voice I could do because I'd been doing her for so long. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I initially wasn't cast as Jubilee, because he was just like, no, it sounds like Lydia. We cannot have the same voice. Hmm. Uh, hired somebody else. And they hired somebody else, and... Um, that just didn't work out. The The voice, I think, was just too cute. Okay. And so everybody in the room at that time was like, you know who needs to be doing the part, <laughs> Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> so he finally relented and um, said, fine, but if she sounds like Vid Lydia, I am, I'm not okay with that. So for the first, I'd say f for the first half of the first season, he was just on me. 
saying, you know, every time I record the line, no, it sounds like Lydia, do it again, do it again. So he beat that voice out of me pretty quickly. Okay. It was great. Wow. Like, I I owe him for that yeah. because career did better once I once I was able to break free of that voice. And how, I heard you weren't even a fan or didn't really even know anything much about X-Men. How did you prepare for, for Jubilee? Well, at the time, I didn't know it. Um, but when a friend of mine got wind that I'd been cast on it, he was a huge fan. So he just brought out his his comic book collection and started doing his own drawings for me to kind of inspire me. Wow. And, uh, so I got a real crash course in the property and then started to read the comics myself. And <laughs> I didn't just try to focus on Jubilee though, because um, I don't think had I done that, I wouldn't have a good sense of the overall world. Mm-hmm. Um, so he luckily being a hardcore fan, he had a lot of, a lot of issues. So I was able to go through and <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, and it is a phenomenal world. Like, I, I think X-Men, more than any other comic book, kind of opened my eyes to what an amazing world was out there. And it's funny, you know, growing up, I read a lot of books as a kid. I was really into horror, whether it was Stephen King or Dean Koontz. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the base, or sci-fi, that was the base of my reading Whereas I know most of my guy friends grew up reading comic books. And so in my era, it was like there was that idea that, oh, comic books are, are silly, they're, they're juvenile, and they're for boys. Um, so fortunately, with X-Men and the um, just that quality of writing and the storylines, just not realizing that, no, 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 comic books aren't like... You know, this, the little cartoons that you, comic strips that you read in the back of the newspaper, like Family Circus mm-hmm. or something, that is not a comic book. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I really appreciated what um, comic books really were after reading X-Men. And I also, I had a bit of regret because I think I would have I loved reading that stuff when I was a kid. Yeah, you probably would have. Especially X-Men. That, that one really opened doors for a lot of girls to start reading comics. So there's so many strong women in the series. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I really do think, I mean, people claim that the first you know X-Men movie that came out in the early 2000s, they claim that was the opening door for X-Men. But I think it's the cartoon you did. I think that opened the door for the franchise to branch out. I think too. I, I absolutely agree. I don't think they would have uh, gone towards the movie or had um, the ability yeah. to kind of take it into its own direction if you hadn't laid the foundation with the original cartoon. Um, yeah, no, I think I think our original cartoon was vitally important for the entire franchise. And all I did was voice, like, I, I'm lucky to have been a part of it, but the people who were involved, it was the right team of people, mm-hmm. regardless of how much... Um, disagreeing might have been going on i think it's it's better to have 20 people who are fighting constantly because they all care than to have somebody just sitting there going yeah but you know what's the commercial for the doll gonna look like (laughs) exactly (laughs) and of course i need to hear jubilee's voice (laughs) (laughs) okay um oh boy i don't know anything i'm just a kid she so, whereas Lydia was up through the nose, mm-hmm. through here, 
then I had to take her back and more into the throat and more, but still kind of sassy. Um, so she was your, she was your punk teenager with a little bit of attitude and come on, Wolverine. Does it, what is it? Mall baby chili fries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Does it mall baby chili fries. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And also, real quick, I just wanted to discuss this real quick. You were also part of the Bill and Ted cartoon. Now, was that that was the second season without Keona Reeves? Uh, um, no, I think we did. I did first season. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure about um, that. No, I did first season, but I was the mom. I was Missy. Okay. And so you know, the pretty blonde, kind of a little bit vapid, but very sweet. She was kind of. Um, Oh, you boys are so silly. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's that another was... good cartoon that people don't re- often remember. Bill but, and Ted? Yeah, I was a big fan of it. Yeah. Excellent. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, um, I, just, I just picked up, there's like a best of DVD, has like 10 episodes on it that I just picked up about a month ago. I should get that. It has, I think it's like five bucks on Amazon. Huh. And I think that's the only release they have of any of the episodes. The best of. So probably none of my episodes. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but that's okay. No, I think my son would actually really, really like yeah, it. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's it's still a good show. I was I was enjoying it. It's been, what, 25 years since I saw an episode, and I liked it. Now, also, before we close this out, you are yeah. you are part of one of the best video game franchises of all time, Resident Evil, where you do Claire Redfield. Mm-hmm. And what was that experience like? Um, again, uh, a weird experience, (laughs) (laughs) certainly the first time through because I didn't, I didn't know what I was recording. Mm -hmm. Um, they were so protective and still are every, every video game company out there is, you know, it's NDAs up the wazoo before you can even look at the script. Mm -hmm. So I was not familiar with the Resident Evil first game so resident evil 2 or any of the style or any of the stuff that was being talked about in the game i it went right over my head mm-hmm. and they didn't even tell us the name of the game at the time when uh. we were recording it they called it adventure game oh <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah um but it was it was an interesting experience because people from capcom japan came over and were there for all of the sessions and there would be the translator and then our voice director and our recording engineer. And uh, so it it would often be a a slow process because the clients always had a very specific tone that they wanted. But it's, you know, knowing the tone and the performance versus actually understanding what the person is saying are two very different things. Mm -hmm. So, that that made for um, an interesting balance, um, but it was it was fun actually. I think recording the first game was really fun. I think because I didn't know the uh, the level mm-hmm. of importance with the property um, that I was able to just go in there and and play. And it was the first time that I got to you know make dying sounds yeah. and different kinds yeah. of okay. You've been attacked, and you've taken a bullet to the shoulder. 
no, 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 it's not like a death scream. It's a pain <laughs> scream, but it's, it's, you know, like short medium. Okay. <laughs> now you've had your arm ripped off. So we need a different scream. It's going to be more intense than the bullet, but still not a death scream. <laughs> yeah. And now, you know, you were dangling. The monster had you up in the air. He's whipping you around. So give us three being whipped around sounds. And then he throws you. So you have to go flying through the air. And then you hit and then you die. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would love to be sitting there watching you do that. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, it's so fun and it's so cathartic. Um but then also really really silly because you have to like you you know going back to you saying I I have to be a method mm-hmm. actor and it's true. Yep. Like I'm I'm flinging myself around the room <laughs> and like digging my nails into me to get that proper screen. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, that's I I really don't ever want anyone to videotape me doing that. Stuff. <laughs> but hey, look at the good side. At least at no point they looked at you and said, "No, no, no, Allison, that was too much like Lydia." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. what are you doing these days? What keeps you busy? Um, well, I I've been voicing a bunch of cartoons again. Of course. Um, We've got Mike the Knight, which is a it's a preschool show, and it's a, a UK Canada co-production, and it's hugely successful. Hmm. So we're just on a break right now, but we'll be starting season three soon. Nice, congratulations! And another show that our first season is still making its way through on the air. I think you guys have it on Cartoon Network down there. Okay. It's called Garage Band. Okay, I've heard of it. Yeah, and that one, oh, I love working on that show. <laughs> when you when you ask about fun shows to be on, Garage Band's amazing. The scripts are hilarious, and the entire cast and crew is just—it's so funny and such a pleasure to to be on. And my character is awful. <laughs> <laughs> she's so she's wonderfully horrid. So I just have the time of my life playing her, Trina. Okay. So I really hope we're waiting. We're waiting to hear if we've been picked up to do a second season. And uh, yeah, like I, it just, it would boggle my mind if that one didn't get picked up because the writing just is so good on mm-hmm. it. I need to check that out. I know, I know I've seen like commercials and stuff for it. I need to check that out. I don't watch very many modern day cartoons, honestly. Yeah. But... Yeah, there there are some good ones, and you know a lot of quirky stuff out there. And it's uh, the one thing that's mainly changed overall, I would say, compared to cartoons that we grew up on. It's the pacing. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything is just boom, 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 yep. boom, boom. Um, so that can take a bit to get used to, but you just the shows just fly by, uh, and you know it's it's. Um, for something like X Men, I don't think that works. You want the drama to play out. Yeah, you want serious. some. You want some uh, to be continued episodes and. Yeah, but for for comedy, um, the the pacing that we've got going on now is pretty fantastic. So do check out Garage Band. Um, let me know what you think. I will. I love working on it, and if you like it, then yes, yeah, spread the word. And- <laughs> Egg Cartoon Network to bring it back. <laughs> cartoon Network is funny though. They 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 seem to like to cancel even successful cartoons. So I, See, I don't know. 
I don't know if that's just um see that's the Canadian model. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Canadian model is oh it was successful yeah okay well then it's, it's done. It's had, on. it's had its run. Let's get rid of it. Yeah yeah. Yes. Well, we can't we can't promote the successful ones because we don't want the other people to feel bad. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> We're so freaking Canadian. It's, oh, it chokes you. Like it just, it's frustrating. Um, and then there's another one that we did a demo for. It's another preschool show, and it was actually for Amazon. Wow. Yeah. So it's. Um, I think the demo is still online it's again it's preschool uh so very gentle and it's uh it's girl focused which is really lovely because there are a lot of shows that are frankly very boy focused mm-hmm. yeah there are um so this one's called wish and poof and hopefully hopefully that one's going to get picked up and go to series because it's uh it's really pretty the nice. the animation is is lovely and it's fun it's very sweet and fun um, so fingers crossed on that. You, you, and then I'm writing, uh, well, actually we, we wrote a short horror. Oh. going to be filming that soon. And that's going to be a live action? Yes. Nice. So staying busy. Yeah. You like those preschool shows, don't you? Well, Toronto does a lot. Yeah, that's true. They do. Um, yeah. Canadian animation, we're fairly well known um, globally for our preschool shows. Uh, yeah, because we've even had a lot come down here. Like, you know, like Big Comfy Couch was aired down yeah. here, and there's quite a bit of other ones that come to America. Yeah, I, I'd like to think it's because we we do them well. Mm-hmm. We, we understand preschool and seem to be pretty good at doing it. So, And let's just uh, face it, Canadian people are friendlier, so that's why you guys do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, though, this... Um, this Wish and Poof show is actually, it's Angela, um, she did Blue's Clues. Oh, okay, nice. And uh, I think Super Y as well. Anyway, phenomenally talented uh, writing pair down there. And just, I think everything they touch seems to turn to gold. They really, they really know what they're doing too. So it's, the, there's a cross-border thing here. Um, because, uh, yeah, the, the brains behind Wish and Poof are American but they like making their stuff in Canada. Hmm. So maybe that's what it is. It's when we, it's when we work together, we make it <laughs> There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you keep them busy, but I mean, if you, I hear there's an opening for Mayor of Toronto if you want to run. Mmm. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think you'd get it's it if you ran. a dignified job, apparently. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I think I have to wash my hair. <laughs> Um, no, I've actually got uh, a girlfriend who is she. She put her name in to run. She's 18 years old. Oh wow! We're um, we're cub leaders together uh, at the same Cub Scout group. Cool. And she filed her papers. She's running for mayor. Well, uh, she'd probably get it. I mean, anybody could run right now and probably get it. Well, it's yeah. There are a lot of people who. I don't know. They they think it has to be this one person or this other person, and I honestly think um, I'm I'm fine with pretty much anyone mm-hmm. except well, you know. And if if Ford wins, then he's the mayor we deserve. Yeah, there you go. He was voted in, so yeah. It's it's a very democratic process. Uh, the only thing I would like to see 
is ranked ballots. Mm-hmm. Do, do you guys have this down there? Because you know, there are some places that are starting to get it in the states, I think at the municipal level. But do you do ranked balloting at all? I'm not even quite sure what that is. Okay, so it's where you mark your like your first three choices. One, two, three. Last time I voted, no, we didn't. But I haven't voted in about five years. So they so, might do it. What do you mean you haven't voted in I five know, years? I know, I know. It's pathetic. Oh, Tim. Uh, yeah, send me an email next next voting season and I'll go vote. <laughs> you have to, okay, uh, no, we are not having, <laughs> this podcast is not for me to lecture you on the importance of voting. Um, but you know what, you can, you can vote at, at the election booth and you can vote with your dollar and those are the two things. Yeah, exactly. Those are the two points of power that we have and uh, it's important to make both always count, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, no, so with with ranked balloting, um, it means that you're not splitting the vote. So a lot of people up here scream mm-hmm. and complain that if you have, uh, you know, if you have two people running on the left, then you're going to split the vote, and then it means the one idiot on the right is going to win, kind of thing. Or you know, vice versa, two people running, three people running on the right, and only one person on the left, the person on the left is going to get in because you're splitting the right side vote. Um, but if you do it with ranked balloting, that's not going to happen because uh, everybody gets their vote in and then the person who got the fewest first hmm. ballot votes gets I'll, knocked off. I like that. That's We need to do that. I don't think we do. We yeah. need to do that. Far more fair so that people people whose candidate gets knocked out right in the beginning, their votes still count. And, nice. you know, I don't think you should have to not vote for somebody just because people are like, well, you're, they're threatening you. If, if you vote for Claire Marie over here, Ford's going to win and it's all your fault. Yeah. No, Claire Marie is running and I actually believe in what Claire Marie has to say. So I should be allowed to vote for her and not feel threatened by you people. Yeah. So ranked balloting is defi- definitely the way to go. Sure. Well, thanks, Allison, Learn. for making this a political show. <laughs> uh, so I noticed you've got on your um, the description for your favorite things, uh, ah. you've got Resident Evil 2, but you don't have Code Veronica. You know, I don't think I've even played the whole Code Veronica. <gasps> I know. I know. It's a shame, huh? I don't what think do I have. I, I think I got stuck at a certain spot. I don't remember what spot it was, but I couldn't beat a puzzle and i stopped playing it's actually it's a it's a tricky game it's it's got some really good gameplay in there yeah and i love what i played but i just can't list it as a favorite until i beat it (laughs) (laughs) i see okay (laughs) now i'm a little intimidated that you're actually reading the website and reading my favorite so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, you have you have some good choices. We we share some favorite things in common, like the thing and uh, aliens. Oh, of course, classics. Yeah, but uh, I I wanted to ask because it seems like you you like some horror. I do. Obviously. Yep, I like the anything up until I guess the two thousands. Yeah. So I highly recommend if you haven't seen it already, a movie called Your Next. Oh yes, I haven't seen it, but I've I've definitely seen trailers for it. I need to see it. It's 
loads of fun, really well done, just so clever in in their choices to, um, you know, obviously keep costs low, but it doesn't feel like that. It's just, it's it's really good. And the other one I would recommend uh, a few years prior, it's French, but you can get it dubbed um, High Tension. I think I've heard of it. Yeah, no, sure. I think High Tension might be the North American release name, and I don't remember what the other hmm. the other one is. But it, um, the main character, it's a, a young woman with short, like a brush cut blonde hair. Um, if you see that face on a poster, okay. that's the one. Okay. Tension. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I will remember those. I need to watch them, and I'll let you know what I think. All right. Uh, thank you so much. No, this has um, been awesome. Do you have anything you want to plug? Any Twitter or Facebook or anything? Oh, <laughs> no, because my... <laughs> <laughs> have you have you found me on Twitter? I think I'm following you on Twitter. I th- right. If it's you. Um, it depends. I've got two. Let me see. Let me look it up real quick. Okay. What I would say is... Twitter is certainly not something that I do as a promotional thing. Okay. I I didn't go on Twitter to to sort of sell me or the things that I work on. I went more on uh, on uh, Twitter for this one particular account, just for things that I'm interested in. Okay. So it's very personal. It doesn't represent anything. It's a lot of adult content. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it's by no means um, for people who think that they're going to be following Lunette the Clown. Exactly. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not, I'm, you know, I'm not Lunette. I played her on TV. <laughs> yeah, the one I'm following is at Allison the Other. Yes, okay, that's, so you've got the nice one. Okay. That's, and that's <laughs> the one that I recommend um, for people who are strictly, like, you know, they, they liked Lunette from the Big Comfy Couch or they liked some of the cartoons I worked on and it's all very, it tends to be more family friendly. So, okay. so I just I don't, I don't tweet that often from it, but. The, January 1st was the last time. Yeah. Cause the, my main one is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very adult, <laughs> <laughs> but children, yeah, I wouldn't think that children would be on. Twitter anyway. No, exactly. Weird. I mean, I have a couple girls and my oldest is on Facebook, so. Yeah. Yeah. They don't know what Twitter is, really. No. No. It sucks your life out anyway. Uh, it does. <laughs> anyway, uh, Allison, this is, I mean, this is probably one of my favorite episodes I've ever done. So this is, thank you very much for coming on. This has been awesome. My pleasure. Thank you so much for, for finding me and chatting with me. <laughs> and, uh, Good luck. I can't. I can't wait to to go through the website and listen to some of the past interviews. No, that's that's scary too. Don't do that. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> wow, there really is a Canadian side to you. <laughs> Anti self promotion. <laughs> hey, no, no, no. Don't do that. Don't listen to my stuff. <laughs> oh, All boy. right, you're an honorary Canadian now. Now you just have to practice what we what we talked about yeah. earlier. With All right, I'll keep, I'll keep my mouth. You know tighter together and say a boot and yeah just I'll, keep it nice and tight like through clenched teeth or something i'll go to the there. bank and get a couple loonies or whatever and yeah have some beer see <laughs> it's all good all right Alice, can i have you close right. can i have Thanks. you close the episode as either jubilee or lydia your choice 
Oh, not Claire? You can do all three of them if you want to. Um, <laughs> Let's do Claire, because you didn't do Claire. That's right. That's right. Um, don't shoot! I'm looking for my brother. And I thank you, Tim, for, for helping me in this, but I know that he's not here now. I need to go find Umbrella and stop them. Stop them before this spreads. So I have to go. But we'll get through this, okay? And I will talk to you soon. Claire Redfield, out. And that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please don't forget to rate me on iTunes or follow me on Twitter and Facebook. Go to my website. It's at hitrockbottom.org. Or just type in Saturday Morning Rewind on Facebook. You'll find me that way. Thanks again. See you next time. Boy, am I hungry. What do you want? Maybe I'll get an apple. An apple? Let's buy some candy. Hold on, fellas. Lifeline! Listen to your friend Terrell. He's got the right idea. Yeah, you never catch an NBA player eating a candy bar for a game. A candy bar might give you a quick boost of energy, but after 20 minutes, you'll feel run down. So let's eat smart. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Thanks for listening to the Saturday Morning Rewind. And you believe you believe you, that's all.